Welcome to the Digital Workplace Podcast. Here to help you work smarter and get more done. He once made an aerobatics instructor air sick. Here is your host, our resident digital workplace expert, Grant Crawley. Thanks, Beatrix. There are many change management methodologies, ranging from next to no change management at all, to structured formal systems, such as ProSci Agcar. I'm known for a no-nonsense approach to just about everything I do, probably stemming from my lean background and the desire to drive out waste anywhere I see it. However, when it comes to change management, you really do need to think about it in the context of your organisation. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the essential elements you need to consider when implementing change as your organisation becomes digital. When we were looking for an email marketing service provider, we settled on ConvertKit. It's our number one recommended email marketing platform because it has been built with care to the exact needs of digital businesses. Their user experience is very user-friendly. And segmenting our subscribers into focused groups so that we can deliver content specific to their needs has never been easier. Whatever you make, make it known with ConvertKit. To try it today, click on our affiliate link in the show notes. But first, what's new in the world of digital technology? Recently, WordPress released version 5.9, codename Josephine, after Josephine Bakker. They've added important new features, such as full site editing from the WordPress admin console, a new 2022 theme, and new navigation block, giving you an always-on responsive menu. In short, the best web content management system just got better. I don't want to make this an advert for WordPress, but when your organisation embarks on a journey to become digital, a customer-facing website is essential. You want that website to be engaging, interactive and useful for customers, even if you're not running it as an e-commerce site. That means you need the technology underpinning the website that enables the most flexibility and ease of management for your company and that technology is WordPress, along with its nearly 60,000 free plugins and over 9,000 themes. There's bound to be something in there that you like. My feature on change management will be up next after this. This episode of the Digital Workplace Podcast is sponsored by Dizigo.com. If your online marketing isn't delivering what you expect, and you feel like you're throwing money down the drain, you should talk to Dizigo. Their inexpensive and effective marketing strategies get measurable results. Visit Dizigo.com today. Change management depends on effective communications. Without effective communications, the change is doomed to failure. The difficulty comes with identifying what communications channels are going to be effective in your organisation. And that depends a lot on the number of people involved and the organisational culture. In general, the smaller the organisation, the easier the changes to manage. Because it's easier to ensure 
everyone is communicated to effectively. Whatever the size of your organisation, the change needs to be managed in the same way, going through the same stages. In this case, smaller means quicker, and that's mostly because there's less delay in communicating with everyone involved. The stages start with awareness. You need to make everyone aware that changes are coming, what they are, what business needs are driving the change, and what individual needs are being met. Deliver a compelling business case that your employees and colleagues can relate to and see that it means better, easier or faster ways of working for them. That's going to help with the next stage, where you want to build desire. Change is far easier to manage if everybody wants it. After you've built awareness and desire, the next step is to give individuals the knowledge and understanding about the change, equipping them to work in a new way through training and guidance. Finally, you need to reinforce the change to ensure that those new tools and ways of working become embedded in your organisation. They need to become the habit. Now, let's take a look at some of the most effective ways of communicating with the people in your organisation. Not all of these will be suitable and the effectiveness will vary depending on the culture, nature of what your organisation does, how the people work and the tools you have available to you. Starting with the very analogue way of working, in-person group meetings. These are very effective for small groups or teams, but as the groups and teams get larger, their effectiveness drops off quite rapidly. So you have, you know, in-person meetings, one-to-one, -one, all the way up to a group. Online meetings, again, you know, from one-to-one -one, all the way up to groups. You can broadcast email. You can send tailored or personalised emails. You can host webinars. You can publish video casts and audio podcasts and animated screencasts. You can use instant messaging, like Teams or WhatsApp. You can use internal social media, like Facebook Workplace or Yammer. You can publish an intranet. You can have pop-up messaging on devices. You can use screensavers and custom wallpapers. You can have a network of digital champions or digital heroes. And you can have top-down leadership cascades, where the leaders tell their subordinate leaders to tell their subordinate leaders to tell the workers. For meetings, you should have them hosted by a senior leader or team member who the participants know, like and trust. There's no point in putting someone abrasive or divisive in front of a change audience. It will immediately cause resistance, and that's really hard to eradicate. Broadcast emails are OK for a general invite to attend some other communication channel, but don't use it to introduce a complex change. It's not personal, and it's not interactive in any way. It sets you up for misunderstandings, misinterpretation, and resistance. The other time it's okay to use broadcast emails is when some action is happening or required, but use it as part of a broad mix of other channels. Even tailored or personalised email is difficult. Many organisations send out too many notifications, or 
internal newsletters. So firstly, it may well get lost in the inbox clutter, and again, it's not interactive, and it sets you up for those misunderstandings, misinterpretation and resistance. Webinars are a great way to get the message out in a consistent way. You can deliver the whole message, but it's absolutely essential you have a good proportion of the session dedicated to Q&A. That can be either by typed questions or by an open discussion. It really depends on your organisational culture which one would work best. Many people like the ability to raise questions anonymously and you're more likely to elicit honest and open discussion if you structure it that way. Now we come to the casts, broadcasts, video, audio and animation. These can deliver the messages in a much less ambiguous way than purely text and depending on the way you deliver them, you can use the delivery mechanism to enable a Q&A discussion. Video and animation allow you to deliver a show-and-tell message. Reinforce that by introducing a podcast, video podcast and an intranet page to keep everyone updated for the duration of the project. Instant messaging and internal social media is great for Q&A. So tools like Yammer allow you to integrate your broadcasts and the Q&A chat into one place. That way, you only have a single place you need to address the questions and can deliver additional broadcast messages to explain areas that you identify are causing issues or worries. As changes start to be rolled out, turned on or deployed, that's when to use pop-up messages, screensavers and desktop wallpapers. Use them in conjunction with broadcast instant messaging, personalised or tailored emails. And now's the time to get your digital champions and leadership teams mobilised. So that's a reasonable menu of options. But you should build an end-to-end -end change plan. And it should go from the earliest possible moment through to T0, that's the day the change is implemented, and then onwards to the end of the change project as it transitions into business as usual. For a change plan, I like to put the dates across the top of a spreadsheet and then rows for each of the channels that I'm going to use to communicate with. It's hard to describe this on a podcast, so head on over to vertco.com forward slash change where I've got a blog post on the subject, along with an example change plan you can download. Don't forget to subscribe to the Digital Workplace Podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. If you want to ask a question, head over to digitalworkplacepodcast.com and leave a 90-second audio message using the speak pipe. See you on our next episode.